Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Bob Mendelson, and this is the Bob's Your Uncle podcast. Today we conclude our two-part series on addictions, and specifically pornography and shame and guilt, with our good friend Bernard Fallhammer of South Africa, who now lives in Western Australia. Fascinating conversation. Thanks for joining me for this Bob's Your Uncle podcast, Season 3, Episode 18. Of note, the opinions are strictly my own and those of my guests. I hope you enjoy Mendelssohn's Violin Concerto in E minor. It's one of my favorites. You can now find us and comment to us wherever you get your podcasts. Tell us what matters to you, what triggers your joy, what bothers you in the world. Let us know. We'll see where the Spirit leads us. Whether you're at home, online, on the road with me in your headset at the gym, or out for your evening constitutional, wherever you get your podcast, that's where we will be. Thanks for being with us these 18 minutes. This date in history, the 18th of April, in 1775, Paul Revere, the renowned silversmith, better remembered as a folk hero of the American Revolution, on this night, 1775, made a dramatic ride on horseback to warn Boston area residents of the imminent attack by British troops, one if by land, two if by sea. In 1945, during the U.S. invasion of the Japanese island of Okinawa, American war correspondent Ernie Pyle was killed on this date by Japanese gunfire. And on the 18th of April in 1980, Zimbabwe achieved independence from the United Kingdom. And that's the historical marker of the week. We now play part two of two of the interview with Bernard Fallhammer from Pure Desire. Tell me, does Pure Desire work and how do you determine success? Well, because uh, people are not robotic, you, you know, you might, if you have a group of eight men, you might have two will step back over the 40 week process. And, and that's normal because uh, they may not feel ready or they may have high trauma or something comes up with work as well. And then later they'll jump back on. So you just deal very graciously. And and then others have had very, very deep trauma. So they need a longer time to to work through that. And, and maybe they need to see a specialist around that. 
And then others, you know, if you think of exposure now, first it's between six and nine that young boys are getting exposed to. And that's not Playboy magazine like we would have seen or but but this is heavy stuff, you know, and uh they get and then they come back to it at nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and they're drawn in. And if they have an iPhone, you know, it's just open up. So so they tend to and single men tend to have a much harder time because they're single and they've been sort of really soaked in it so they, they need a longer period generally to to reach sobriety and get a, a, a hopeful life and and ask themselves who do, who do i want to be in five years time the success is there where marriages are rescued and men find sobriety but it can take longer than than one would think and and you can't make yourself you can't derive your sense of worth on on how quickly someone finds a breakthrough because sometimes they think they do and then 10 months later they have the mother of all relapses because they've become very proud and self-sufficient again and so there's a there's that cyclical kind of process not very linear it um, is really yeah. important to keep your guard up. It's yeah. baffling. It's cunning. It's powerful. These <laughs> uh, these things are mm. are, and you described it early in our convo, saying that it was a way to medicate. And mm. when do you need medication? When do you need medicine? When you're hurting. And so when hurts come, and you, you know you've you've done something for thirty years. You're not going to take a course and be done with it. You know, it's not a five month course. And I got yeah. under control. No, it takes you got into it in 30 years. It might take 30 years or something to get out. It, it all makes yeah. sense. To me. Um, and we've we got to have a lot of grace and compassion and understanding for young people, because, you know, what they're exposed to. If, if I had been exposed to that at age seven and eight, I mean, this, you just can't have any judgment towards them. Uh, you know, they're, they're in a, a system. And so you've got to travel with them and be very, very patient. Uh, so there are definite victories and there's detox and there's purity that comes. But it may not always be exactly the same for everyone. And and some people just need a longer time. And sometimes they haven't felt enough pain. So they, they just keep going until the pain becomes, you know, when is enough enough? <laughs> <laughs> that happens as well but it's when, when they yeah. hit that that uh, rock bottom or that wall do they contact you are you the one so if if uh, joe schmo from kokomo queensland says i need to talk to this guy is there a local person or a local social group or do they contact you out in wa and then you'll hook them up with others or you counsel mm. them or advise them or how's well it all it all depends on the individual so so some individuals may not feel ready for a group because you know they they've never shared with anybody ever before so they need some counseling and some coaching and then they may feel ready for a group others may have gone through some counseling and coaching and then be ready for groups so the groups now most of them they are in person groups but the online groups are very helpful because you can even join a group in in the US. And so they'll contact me. And then sometimes I get a contact years. I've had a contact years before. And three years later, the person contacted me again. And they're ready to now get into a group. 
So there is that part of it. And, and then I'll funnel them. Don't change your phone number. No, <laughs> exactly. Bernard, I'm going to put your phone number. How do you want your email? How do you want people to contact you? Yes, they can contact me on uh, Bernard at puredesire.org. Okay. And, and I will take it from there and help them one way or another. And get okay. connected I'll put that to information in the notes of the podcast so people can get that. Bernard at puredesire.org. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Uh, quick, let me do some quick questions. Springboks mm. or wallabies? I grew up as a young uh, child. Quick answer. No, quick answer. That's going to have to be the Springboks. I can't disconnect. I understand. Black and white or color? Color. Children or grandchildren? Both. <laughs> I have children I, and I grandchildren. That's all right. Coles <laughs> or Woolworths? I'll go more to Willie's. Okay, that was fun. Uh, let me ask, do you have hope for the world just now? There's so much hostility between political parties, between religions, between countries like Ukraine and Russia. Do you personally, honestly have hope? And if so, on what is that based? My hope is based on Jesus Christ. And because I can see we have political you know some of us are more conservative some of us are more liberal but I've, I've seen people who love jesus christ who get on I've, I've gotten on with people of different political persuasion but i can see the polarization and and it's fed by an online world so that that is my hope that that as people get to know him and we've seen the revival happening in asbury and spreading to different campuses in the u.s which is with young people and that, that is the hope, you know, to find that that healing. And you know, if you, you think about something like adultery, it's an act of war in a sense. You know, a man goes to war and a woman goes to war against someone else's spouse. You know, and if already at that level there's war, you know, never mind trying to solve these big wars, uh, there has to be some sort of healing and transformation that takes place deep in the soul of a person. And then swords will be beaten into plowsheds. So, yeah, and God can do it. Mm. This idea of one man, one wife forever, does she have the responsibility to fulfill all your desires? Because let's say she didn't, and therefore you went outside the marriage and you were hunting for something else. Mm. But is that even fair that we think that our spouse is the fulfillment of those? Not to, I'm not talking lust and sex. I'm mm. talking about the... What what am I talking about? What what do you see as the role of the spouse in regards to this adultery or lust or all that? Well, if you look at marriage, uh, you know, you're really looking at Genesis. God doesn't want us to be lonely. He's a God of attachment. And it's not good for man to be alone. But of course, sin has come into the world. And so she brings her family of origin. I bring my family of origin. Of course, you don't know this when you're in love and you overlook all of that. And she's going to be, you're her knight in shining armor and she's your princess. And uh, and then I can see that besides having children, marriage grows you up. And if you begin to take the right steps and matures you as a man and matures her as a woman, because she does kind of give you an alphabetical list of all your selfishness, doesn't she? You know, because our male brain tends to be, 
not intentionally selfish. We just have less connection between our hemispheres. And so I think maturing and reflecting the image of God as uh, this love, which is accepting and nurturing, and that it's hard because you're brought to your limits, aren't you? You know, and, and of course, there's a stimuli. We live in an addictive society saying, try someone else, uh, mess around, fool around, find your satisfaction elsewhere, you know, get your little dopamine hits elsewhere. And we just don't always realize the impact. And that's why a man, you know, he can be watching pornography and his wife is so traumatized and he doesn't understand it. He says, well, it's got nothing to do with you. And she's like, you just don't get it, do you? And it does impact your uh, intimacy in every way. But we mean, you know, we've we've kind of also been victims of it from small. You know, if you haven't been nurtured and discipled with by your own dad and 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 really helped in this way, which few of us men have been, you know, what is a woman like, and how do you relate to a woman, and you know, your dad sharing his journey with you, like I don't know many men who've had that. So we don't know how, and and then we learn, and uh, yeah, she can't she can't fulfill me completely, and I can't fulfill her, and that's why we have have the Lord who fulfills us, and we learn to, and our children can't, you know, and they they gifts and they reflect a part of who He is, but no human being can, and and men and women learn this, don't they? They get divorced, and they think the next one's going to complete complete me or fulfill me, and sometimes it works out, but often you know, there's more pain down the road because she's a real we're human really, being. We're really complete in Messiah, not in yeah. another human being. That's right. Yeah, yeah it is unfair to put that on our spouse or partner or mm. whoever it is to think that they're supposed to satisfy me in everything. That's just not, it's not how it works. And I think women learn that as well about their husbands. You know, they think he's the sort of fourth person of the Trinity, and then he gets he falls off his high perch very hard, and it's a shock for them too. But we're not, and so there's this journey together. But I I think if if we just take those steps to to grow in ourselves and 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 be real and honest and find this healing and and stay connected and and also on the long term goal, you know the the pain of loss. I know people have gone through this. Not of not something they planned. They don't get married planning to get divorced one day, and, and it happens for different reasons. But if we're able to keep our eye on the ball and and just tell ourselves, you know, somebody else isn't gonna fulfill me. No one can ultimately and completely fulfill me. And once the fun and and the real powerful stimulation of that first love is over, you've got to grow and mature into a deeper love. Uh, God's love in a sense, isn't it? That agape love. When you really think about it, all love is God's love. <clears throat> Excellent. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to say to the worldwide Bob's Your Uncle podcast audience? Uh, this is a lovely podcast and to definitely keep praying for the Jewish people. And uh, there was so much pressure going on in Israel and uh, for Jews globally, as for everybody, but particularly in a sense for Jewish people, and uh, to know that from the Jews came Messiah, and that he's still got wonderful plans, and we're all saved by grace. I'm saved by grace uh, when I gave my life to him, and uh, we're hoping and praying they too will be saved, come back into Messiah by grace, and not 
based on their performance because none of us were saved based on our performance and let's keep that in mind also with the political situation in, in Israel uh, that it's because of God's mercy that we come to him and that he is the answer certainly for for all of this yeah the struggle we have in ourselves Bernard thank you very much I, I've known you for many years it's a joy to catch up again uh, even though it's on Zoom and I trust that God will continue to bless you in your work with Pure Desire, in your work in so many different fields, uh, even if it's in WA. I'm wearing, mm. for those listening on the podcast, they don't know that I'm wearing a Sydney Swans t-shirt, the dreaded enemy of the West Coast Eagles out near mm -hmm. your, your people. Um, but in Messiah, there's neither swan nor eagle. Isn't that good? Well, just think, it's neither Springbok or Walden. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah. All the best to you, my brother. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. God bless. Don't forget to follow your uh, this podcast on your app. Thanks. Every week here on the podcast, we read from the number one bestseller of all time. And again, today is no exception. Today's reading from the Bible is Psalm 18. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God for help. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry for help before him came into his ears. I hope you'll come back next week as I'll introduce you to Tony Mantor from Nashville, Tennessee, a singer, producer, songwriter, and philanthropist whose latest foray into compassion involves autism. Until then, from me, Bob Mendelssohn, when things seem bleak or uncertain, look up to God. He's in his heaven, and Bob's your uncle. Shalom from Sydney.